Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm James Courtney. Tony Delberto. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Todd Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now, here's your host, Craig Revell. Lowndes is on a roll and looking for more success this weekend at Towns Hall. Uh, hopefully we have that soft tyre option like we did last year and of course uh, with that gives me a lot of confidence. And Frosty returns from the USA. You can win seven straight as a team but that doesn't guarantee you anything um, come December. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Here is the news brought to you by Nobrac Carbon Fibre Products. FPR is preparing for the weekend ahead. Frosty has just returned from the United States and is ready to battle it out on the Reed Park circuit. It's tough. It's very hard on the leg. You... Uh... You're always breaking. There's not a very long straight to really ease off and, uh, and relax because in those moments we're still shifting gears. So 200k, two days back to back. Um, you know, Sunday night you do feel it on the body, but uh, hard work, hard training should get you through. His teammate Will Davison talked about the fact that with both Frosty and him performing so strongly, they're running the risk of taking points away from each other. You know, I'm pushing hard. Frosty's pushing hard. We've got uh, great equipment right now, so. Uh, as I said, it's a very good problem to have. That's what you know every team wants. And me and Frosty just got to deal with it out on the track. And uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some crazy battles yet for the rest of this year. Craig Lowndes will start his 200th event this weekend at Townsville. We hear from the kid on this week's White Flag Lab. We'll keep focusing on what we can do and how we can go about making our cars and improve our cars to be faster. In the latest edition of V8X magazine, it looks at the challenges ahead for Jamie Winkup. And who, out of the Dunlop series, is the next most likely to move into the main game in 2013? The V8 Insiders spoke to Chad Mosert, Tim Blanchard, Scott McLaughlin and David Russell on their plans for next year. As a, a ZBS driver, you're always you know, trying to get ready for main game step-up if you ever get the, the say, call-up or anything like that. So you're always working on your fitness training and, and just trying to better yourself wherever you can. So, but you still got to take the, the you know, step at a time to get into the top of the staircase so to, um, it's all practice makes perfect as you know and you get a lot more laps in main games so um, just got to see how you end up at the end of the DVS and if someone's happy with you. You know we wouldn't be here if we wanted to do development series here and you're out you know I wanted to want to move up to the main games the whole reason we're here so that's the ultimate goal for next year. How do you now position yourself to be able to make that switch? Um, oh, there's a lot of factors that are involved in, in that switch so you know we've got to uh, try and get results on the track and um, you know, just see what we can put together for next year. When you look at the drivers on pit lane now, do you see openings 
available in that in that window? Oh, there's openings every year, so <laughs> well, yeah, it's a bit early to say what, what's going on, but you know, we're definitely interested. Definitely want to be there next year. It's a tough question because I want to be in there as soon as possible, but I've got to wait for somebody to pick me up at the same time. So I'm hoping maybe next year. Um, we're definitely aiming for that, if not a really good co-drive, um, which I've got now with Webby. So um, yeah, I'm. Take it as it comes, but I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, trying to sh- secure a drive next next year. For me, it's about getting some some good good miles in this year before the enduros, and and um, you know very much um, you know hoping for a good showing in the enduros with um, whoever I'm paired up with. Hopefully, get some good results. And look, for me, it's um, it, it's more so just having some having some solid results. And uh, you know, I think think the the guys at Kelly Racing, they already know, um, they've, they've already I've raced with them um, in the Enduros last year, so they know you know, I've spent a bit of time with them, they know what makes me tick and, and um, obviously they've kept me around for this year for a reason, so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens, obviously there's a lot of exciting times ahead at, um, at Kelly Racing with the Nissan deal and all that sort of stuff, so yeah, look um, you know, very excited about, uh, about the future and, and what, what could be in store. And finally, Todd Kelly continues to tell us how the team's integrating the new Nissan parts into the car of the future. Every aspect of this design, like you know, we've got a team of engineers that are designing the uh, the Altima race car, and you spend so long looking at the screen and the side panel, how that attaches to the roll cage and the, the headlight and the, the boot lid and how all that fits, and um, then you know you actually get the parts arrive in a massive big air freight crate out the front and then it's like kid in a candy shop everyone runs out and actually the part that we've all looked at and and um, memorized over months and months is actually physically there and you can actually pick it up and see the part that you've been looking at so one of the first things we did was um, went and got the whole side of the Altima the whole sheet metal side and uh, raced down to the to the fab shop and got the sticky tape out and actually stuck it to the side of the of the chassis and that was the first time you went wow this is how it will look in real life and you know that that was pretty cool so but we spent a long time obviously designing the whole thing and looking at the CAD before we actually saw any parts so now to have a workshop full of parts as well um, you know it's a lot more comforting to to know that we've got all the bits that we need and we just have to get the design side of it finalised because it's a massive task and a little bit of a daunting one to get from nothing existing to having a four-car team with spares to go racing at the start of next year and testing and aero testing later this year. So um, it is a lot more comforting actually walking out and being able to pick, pick something up and hold it in your hand. On that point... And that's the news for Nobrac carbon fibre products. Check out the entire range at nobrac.com.au. After the break, Grant Boyden and John Bannon will join me. I hope you'll stay with us. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now.
The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Inside Speed, it is Grant Boyden. Grant, it's been far too long since we've last had you on the show. Yes, it's been a while, but it's, it's good to be back, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the chat. And also joining us, John Bannon. John, uh, it's great to have you back on the show as well. Yeah, thanks for having me, Craig. Appreciate it. Guys, Townsville this weekend, it is one of the street races that's got a cloud hanging over it. Is it a sort of Damocles there, Grant? I, I love street races, and I've, you, you know from conversations we've had in the past, I like the challenges that you know these temporary street circuits bring, not dissimilar to the Gold Coast, but Townsville's exactly the same. And when we go across to New Zealand, it's exactly the same scenario there. The white line is followed by a concrete wall. If you don't get it right, there's no little safety areas for you to run off. There's no second chances to be brought back onto the track. You're out. I love the pressure that the drivers are under this weekend, and I always will support that type of of racing because it brings another dynamic into what we love in V8 supercars. Mm. John, your thoughts on this Townsville circuit? I'm a big fan of it. Perhaps not necessarily the, the circuit as such. It is pretty tight, but as Grant says, that creates a lot of exciting racing and if you're up for the, the challenge, then you'll, you'll do well, but uh, it, it, as happens, the walls can bite you as well. So but the overall atmosphere around Townsville is magnificent. I really enjoyed my last two years going up there and, and being part of it all. And it was certainly one of uh, the, my favourite events to go to. So I hope it stays. Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing, Grant, because the Queensland government aren't committing to any of their events. And I guess that uh, you see Townsville and the Gold Coast, both under threat. And I've been surprised how active the Save the Gold Coast campaign is on uh, Facebook and, and the mail groups that are out there. Yeah, look, it's amazing the way governments sort of flip and change their mind continually, and I never can really understand that. There's obviously people within, you know, the, the various parliaments, be it New South Wales, Queensland, or Victoria for that matter, that are motorsport fans or understand the concept of motorsport. Then there's others that would rather go for the more traditional sports like rugby league and AFL, and they can't really get a good grip of the reality of what these sports can bring to a town, particularly a place like Townsville. We know it as a place to go in, you know, on the holidays and generally about this time of year when it's nice and cold in Victoria or in New South Wales, a good place to go and warm up and, and you know, get rid of a bit of frostbite. But places like Townsville have so much more to offer and by having the V8 supercars there, and in particular the television coverage, has got to do so much for the town. It's got to bring money into the town and I, I can't get my head around why governments just can't see that, that sort of value. Mm. John, what's your thoughts on this flippity-floppity approach? Well, the only other main team that I'm aware of in, in Townsville is the Cowboys, so the rugby league side. So you'd think it would make sense uh, to have a V8 supercar event that would bring all, all that cash uh, all the into the local businesses. I mean, people are there spending money in the shops. It's not just what's spent at the at the racetrack. So I think they'd be mad not to have it. And, and as for the Gold Coast, well, it would seem lunacy to get rid of that event given we've now got international drivers and quality international drivers going there. Uh, it seems to be getting bigger and better every year. So 
it would surprise me if, if the government decided to, to act those two events. Mm. And Craig, if I can just jump in there, what John is saying is absolutely 100% correct. And I'm not of the opinion that at some stage in the future, maybe not over the next couple of years, but certainly further down the track, I'm of the opinion that at some stage we're going to see international open wheelers back at that racetrack. And to throw the baby out with the bathwater, I just think is sacrilegious. I know the Gold Coast has a lot of events. They've got schoolies week. They've got all the holiday periods to cater for. And maybe they're becoming a little bit complacent with the, well, we don't need the V8 supercars here at the moment. But you've got to think long term. And that's the one thing I I think they're failing to do. Mm. Well, of course, as we call it here in the V8 Insiders, it is the schoolies week for adults, the uh, Gold Coast event. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, back to Townsville. We've had three race events round no events on the on the Townsville uh, track and it's interesting to find that John one team has won half the races and in fact one man has won half the races that being Jamie Winkup well he's impressive everywhere and he does tend to do well on on street circuits but for me it's not just about wing cup this weekend there's a, another name that i think always tends to pop up when we're talking street circuits and he has a good record at townsville and that's garth tander and uh i wouldn't be surprised if uh, hrt were up there this weekend but look jamie's leading the, the championship again uh he's probably full of confidence uh, as usual and, and knows that uh he can do the job so there's every chance that of course jamie will will win again uh, this weekend. Mm. Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Lowndes is making his 200th, or is it 300th? Now I've got my maths wrong. Uh, but he's uh, certainly making a uh, another start in the, uh, in the series full of confidence, Grant, because he is, uh, well, he's coming off a win. Well, it's funny you mentioned confidence because that's the thing that um, I think John was alluding to with Jamie Wincup and, and particularly Garth Tander, who, you know, has proven to be very good on these temporary type of road circuits. doesn't matter what sport it is, whether it's horse racing, whether it's AFL, rugby league, or more importantly, I think, in motorsport, confidence plays an enormous role. We've seen it in Formula One, the changing tide. It's the same in V8 supercars. You get a driver that knows his car, is confident of the circuit, and has been on a roll, has got some momentum and believes in his team, knows that every everything that can be done behind the scenes is being done in his favour, he's going to go out there like he's ready to conquer a Mount Everest and knows within himself he can. When you've got a guy that's, you know, maybe struggled to get good qualifying results on temporary road circuits or is having trouble with, you know, some sort of team synergy relating information back to their engineer, they're always going to come in with a cloud hanging over them. And people like Jamie Wincup, Craig Lowndes, Garth, Tander. And let's not forget Will Davison, too, who's doing a sensational job this year. Confidence is going to play so much in this weekend, and particularly when you're, you know, as John was alluding to, very difficult to overtake on. When you're going to have a go, you have to be absolutely committed. You have to know exactly how hard your car's going to pull up. I tell you what, if you don't have the confidence in your machine, you're going to sit behind your competitor and not have a go. Mm. And John, Will Davison, as uh, listeners would have heard on the show last week, after Hidden Valley was so down. He's going to have to do a lot of, well, he's had to do a lot of thinking and working to get his confidence back because 
you could hear the stress and the disappointment in his voice that FPR just missed the setup this week, uh, that weekend, and he wouldn't want to be going into this weekend with those same sort of doubts. Well, he shouldn't be too down on himself, Craig. He's sitting second in the championship, and he's a very good driver. And uh, as Grant has alluded to, it's he's risen to the occasion this year. There's no question about it. And and he knows that he can win races, and he knows that he is a genuine championship contender this year. In fact, he's been so good uh, that he's managed to do better than his teammate Mark Winterbottom, who. You know, is the established man uh, in that team, and I guess Will is now as well. But I guess many were thinking that that Frosty was was going to be FPR saviour, and uh, well, looks like Will's uh, I guess hasn't quite read the agreement on that one, and um, is looking to really take it to Frosty. So. Uh, two very talented drivers, and, and they could both be a, a thorn in the side of, of Win Cup, Garth Tander, Craig Lowndes, or whoever else wants to stand up this weekend. Do the we... other aspect worth keeping, uh, sorry, Craig, the other aspect worth keeping a mind on, too, is don't forget throughout Will's career, whether it was his international open wheeler career or even here in Australia, th- th- he has always played the underdog role. He's always been the underdog, particularly when he raced overseas. Now, he understands that mentality. He's comfortable in that zone. He knows that when people aren't looking at him and expecting him to win, that's when he shines the most. Maybe that's going to come into play. It certainly is an interesting one. Now, John mentioned Garth Tander. Grant, what about James Courtney? Is this a track where James Courtney could turn his year around? He has won there before, albeit it was in a Dick Johnson Falcon. Look, I'm a huge fan of James Courtney, and I've made no secret of that over the years, but he's just one of those drivers, and I'm not trying to label criticism on anyone. He is capable of winning. Yes, absolutely. Has he got the car? Yes, absolutely. Has he got the team behind him? Yes, absolutely. Just sometimes things don't go James' way. And I don't know if he needs to go after the Tibetan mountains and real, you know, realign his karma or what the story is with that, but just for some reason, whether he outsikes himself or a little problem might upset the apple cart and causes causes things to go backwards at a million miles an hour. I don't know. But when he finds that key, when he finds the key to what's holding him back, that that little step, that half millimetre that's stopping him from being a front-running guy in the championship again, he is going to really knock a few people's socks off. The guy can steer. He's a very capable pilot. He thinks extremely well inside a race car. He should be winning races. Mm. John, your take? Well, he's won a championship, so he's no mug. And with all his experience in Europe uh, and w- what he's managed to do in, in V8, so I think he does deserve a, more credit than he gets. I mean, he, he gets a bit of a, a bad rap, and I guess Garth has done better than him since James has taken that HRT seat from Will Davison. So he, he does have certain pressures on him, but he can do the job. It was an unhappy weekend for him last year. He didn't finish race one and and uh, just snuck inside the, the top 20 in race two. So uh, he's, got a lot, he's got a bit to prove, but uh, he can do it. And uh, if he gets on a roll, he, he could be a man who, who comes through and, and gets a surprise victory. Mm. 
Well, we need to take a break. I'm going to get your tips on the other side, though. This is the V8 Insiders. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Grant Boyden and John Bannon with me, Craig Revell. And, I, well, I'll put you on the spot before the ad break. John Bannon, who are you tipping to win this weekend's Sukrajan 400? Well, I think now that Jamie Wincup has got a taste of that championship lead, he'll want to extend it. And uh, I think he'll win the weekend. But uh, don't be surprised if uh, Garth Tander sneaks in and and uh, gets a race win as well. So, uh, in other words, I'm sort of uh, tipping a repeat of last year. Mm. All right, Grant? Yeah, I think we might have to have a trifecta bet on this race because I, I, I don't, you know, say anything that John said is, is wrong. He's absolutely spot on the money. But I just feel that, that Will Davison may have had some time to sit down with the team, sort out a few issues, get his head right, and I think he is going to be a very dominant force this week. And he's very good at adapting to changing conditions on a racetrack. And obviously at Townsville, as the group comes up over the weekend and you're going to need to adjust your car set up before a race to try and get the speed out of it mid-race, I think this is where he's going to, going to shine. But, yep, Jamie Wincup and Gartanda, they're two very capable pilots and they're going to be tough to beat, but I'll put my $5 on Will. All right, then. Now, another interesting... Uh well, another interesting thing, of course, is the Dunlop series is heading back up north. And well, we've got a situation where there's a lot of guys in that Dunlop series that are knocking on the door for main game entry. And uh, V8X has highlighted a few, including Nick Perkat, Chad Mosert, Scott Pye, Scott McLaughlin. They talk about... Uh, uh, of Casey Stoner's impending arrival, Tim Blanchard and Cameron Waters, who are all just looking to try and make the next step. Who, out of perhaps that group or even a, a couple of roughies, do you have in that list of drivers that are on the cusp? John? Well, Nick Perkat won Bathurst last year, so he's got to be right up there and, and has been, I guess, mooted for a while that... When uh, Russell Ingle retires, uh, that uh, Nick will, will come into a seat there at Walkinshaw. Uh, and then, well, the standout, I think, for some time has been Chas Mostert. Uh, he's leading the uh, Dunlop series at the moment, and uh, he obviously was very successful in his Formula Ford campaign uh, a couple of years ago and, and won that quite easily and, and made a very impressive debut in the series last year. So uh, you'd think he'd be one to, to look out for. Obviously, Scott Pye has a fair bit of a backing uh, behind him with Triple Eight, and he scored that uh, enduro seat uh, alongside Taz Douglas, which will give him a bit of uh, experience at Bathurst this year. So uh, I think those are the, the guys to watch. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, well, he's now been in the series, I think, three years. He, he's still very young, uh, and he's second in that championship. So it's probably time for him to, to step up now and, and really press a spot uh, to, to show you know, the main game teams that 
uh, he, he can do a job and uh, and is a future star in the sport. Mm. Grant, you've seen these guys right through their, uh, well, for the most part, through their uh, younger days and, and, and developing up to eventually get to Dunlop Series. What about you? What's your read on the situation? And do you have another driver that you want to propose? Yeah, there's probably a couple I would whack in. The interesting thing, though, in in, in the lead-up to having this chat, I was looking at the, the list of drivers that are currently racing, and you're thinking, well, there's actually quite a few that have been around in you know the development series in one shape, in one way, shape, or form for quite a few years. So you've got to start wondering why people haven't really been able to take the next step up. And in, in lieu of that, you've got to probably draw a line through them. Tim Blanchard, I think, is probably one that we need to talk about. Certainly Chaz. Nick Percat, well... <laughs> the guy's future is just you'd have to assume if everything keeps going the way it is his future is going to be absolutely enormous I think further back down the field too where there's a couple of drivers that don't quite have the finances um, or the teams around them of, of the front running guys like for example, the, the Russells in particular, Drew Russell, uh, is probably somebody to keep an eye on. He's been outperforming his car for quite some time, and let's be honest, they're not racing one of the most high-spec uh, machines out there. In fact, they spend more time trying to keep the car going forward than, than actually receiving results. And, and further down the list, there's, there's people that do hold some hope for us. Fiore, for example, Todd Fiore uh, has, has got to be a hope. Even, you know, how far down the list do you want to go? There are a few drivers there, but... But I think John's pointed out perfectly the drivers that are at the front running of that pack to potentially get a drive in the not-too-distant future. All right, then. I'll throw a name at you, Grant. George Elliott. He is an amazing uh, driver through that American experience. I, I don't know where you take the read on him, but he is quite green to V8 Supercars or the Dunlop Series, but I think he is going to be big. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't doubt that. And, in, you know, looking forward, yes, there is certainly potential there. You just want to see, you know, a little bit more time in the car and you just want to make sure they're able to cope because, as you said, it's not just about the driving ability. It's your ability to be able to communicate with sponsors and, in particular, the media and people like Craig Lowndes and Peter Brock in years gone by have been able to do that exceptionally well. And George certainly falls into that category. But put a person under pressure get them in a position where they've had a really tough day out, how are they going to react and are they going to put the team in the best forward position in situations like that and you just want to see them with a little bit more experience in the car and and racing in, in front of you before you, you jump in but I wouldn't disagree, the potential's certainly there mm. John? Well speaking of uh, George's, what about George Medici? Uh, he did a, a good job in, in the US last year and uh, has come back this year and I guess is sitting mid-pack. Uh, but obviously he's a, he's a capable driver. I think a big problem with the, the Dunlop series and, and has been for some time is, uh, and Grant's mentioned it in terms of the Russell boys, that uh, it really comes down to what car you're in, a lot of it, and, and whether you've got that factory support because there can be a great difference between uh what you're running at the front and, and what someone's uh, running in the middle of the pack and it can have a, a major influence on on your season. I mean, look at Tim Blanchard and David Russell this year, both extremely good uh, young drivers. Uh, David obviously has been around for quite a while and, and Tim has now as well, but they're sitting 8th and ninth in the championship this year. So really, it, a lot of it comes down um, to the car, as I mentioned. 
Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting to see who makes that step up. What's going to be even more interesting is that uh, Paul Morris is returning to the Dunlop series up at Townsville, where he certainly will be uh, a joker in the pack, Grant. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Paul. I am one-eyed, biased Paul Morris fan, and that's from not only what I see on the track, but what I see off the track. I I like... You know, a lot of people don't like his... And I suppose he's got a bit of Russell Ingle enforcer type in him, but when you upset him, he, he guns for you. Well, okay, well, each to their own. I like the guy's dynamics. I think he brings so much to the sport, and having him back... and. Let's be honest, racing against some young guys that are, that are learning V8 supercars, are learning the craft, are learning you know, how to relate with engineers, learning their corporate side, to have somebody alongside them like that with that vast amount of experience in spite of a few people not wanting you know, Morris to go forward, he's been able to achieve the goals that he, he set out to do. I, I think it's a great thing. I can't wait to see him back on the track. Mm. Well, it is going to be an interesting weekend's racing and uh, no doubt about it. We've got uh, a lot of drivers who are waiting in the wings. It's almost time where you have to start calling for more licences in V8 Supercar, John. (laughs) Well, maybe so, but if I could just add one thing to that discussion, uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Morris and Nick Perkett end up anywhere near each other again. Uh, this weekend. It certainly provided plenty of entertainment last year. Their, their ongoing rivalry, and, and arguably was a, a bigger rivalry than, than anything we saw in the in the main game between those uh, two drivers with some of their stouches during the, the course of the year. So it's certainly good entertainment for the sport, but um, yeah, maybe there, there needs to be <laughs> uh, some more licences issued, but uh, obviously we you, know, you want um, professional racing drivers out there as well, and and there has been problems in the past in, in some of these uh, development categories of of uh, people around the back getting uh, in the professional driver's way, I guess. Mm, yeah, it always is a balance. John Bannon, thanks very much for your time once again here on the V8 Insiders. Thanks for having me, Craig. And Grant, great to catch up with you again as well. Inside Speed, of course, can be seen on uh, Foxtel each and every week. Yeah, on Friday nights. It's been great fun, guys. Thank you very much for inviting me along. The White Flag Lap is up next, where we hear from Craig Lowndes. I hope you'll stay with us. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lap, we hear from Craig Lowndes, who told Peter Norton about the strategy of V8 supercars and particularly his race at Hidden Valley, where he saved a set of tyres in qualifying to go out and have a good set for the race. Uh, no, I, th- I think that uh, you know, for us it was pretty clear that we couldn't do an extra stop because we'd used, used our banker up yesterday. So for us, we, we were basically uh, in no man's land. We had to stay out. We had to stand on our strategy of what we planned. Uh, but for Jamie, he had an extra tyre, but uh, they opted to obviously stay out too. So uh, my, my, obviously my main concern was not to stack or, or uh, park behind him going through our stop. So really, uh, you know, once we'd uh, done that side of it, once we got a, a, like an overlap in a sense, you know, he came in, I did an extra lap. Once we got that separation, uh, it was really clear that we had a, had a good head, a good battle. Um, and I think also that it helped that uh, you know, my tyre pace on the hard tyre after the restart, when I started to fall back, 
uh, definitely helped that, uh, that decision as well. And when you're falling back, do you get also get frustrated thinking, hang on, it's not going to script? Oh, for sure. I think it's, uh, you know, of course, you've got to be patient because everyone was on a soft tyre. We're on a hard tyre. Uh, you know, you're going backwards 100 miles an hour, which is always a bad feeling. But uh, you've got to, I suppose, keep your composure, you know, you know have the belief in the team that, you know, they, you know, they, you know that they're doing the right thing. Uh, and then just be wait, wait and patient to uh, get on that soft tyre. As I said, we made a, a rear roll centre adjustment to the car, which is the only thing that we can quickly do. And, uh, you know, it, it transformed the car. And I think that that was a great credit because our long uh, longevity over on the soft tyre was uh, was was fantastic like it was yesterday. We've just spoken about a race that's had plenty of ups and downs but came out on top. Your approach to the championship is often the same where uh, you slip behind and then you have to catch up. Do you think this year's championship will reward someone that's a bit more consistent? Oh, well, I hope so. Um, at the moment, uh, the first three guys are obviously doing a fantastic job. They're very fast. Um, FPR guys are reliable. There's no doubt about that. They didn't quite have the pace in the race up here, but they still managed to get some good results. And they got a 2-3 yesterday. Uh, Frosty was third again today. I'm not sure where Will was, whether he's fourth or fifth, but uh, you know he was he was there and thereabouts. They're qualifying, obviously, very, very fast, and that's something that we're very mindful of. And uh, you know, we'll keep focusing on what we can do and how we can go about making our cars and improve our cars to be faster. Looking ahead to uh, Townsville, what are your thoughts going into that one? Oh, well, last year we had a really good pace. Uh, we, we had the cars in camo and uh, we had a 1-2. Um, so really for me, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a circuit that I enjoy. Cars work really well up there. Uh, you know, uh, Hopefully that we have that soft tyre option like we did last year. And of course, uh, with that, gives me a lot of confidence knowing what pace we come out, we, we bring out of here, out of, out of uh, Darwin. Well, I'm sure all the fans are looking forward to a good game of chess uh, up at Townsville, just like here at Darwin. Thanks, Craig. No problem. Thank you very much. My thanks to Peter Norton there speaking with Craig Lowndes, who makes his 200th start this weekend at Townsville. Also to Grant Boyden and John Bannon. It's Townsville this weekend, and as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.